everybody. Here we go! Off to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today is a little bit different episode than what we're typically used to. Our guest today is someone that I think is going to be beneficial for you guys to get to know. A, because she's going to be included in our blog at detourtoneverland.com and also um, pretty heavily in our Instagram, especially for upcoming trips and everything like that. So without further ado, our guest this week is someone so important to me, the most important person to me, Catherine, who is my wife. So Catherine, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, sure. So I'm Catherine. I'm Brendan's wife, have been for a little more than two years, so... Um, like you kind of said, I'm going to be not on the podcast all the time, obviously, but we are planning an upcoming Disneyland trip, so we'll be doing some trip reports together, different things like that, so, yeah. Um, so my love for Disney started basically probably when I was born. Um, my parents instilled in me a love for Disney by taking us there as children, we went maybe every three to five years, so pretty frequently. And then just as we grew up, we actually started going more frequently. So I have a long-running history with Disney. And so I know when you and I first met, kind of you were still very much into Disney. I was a little bit. I'd grown up there similarly with my family going quite often. But then... It became somewhat of a talking point when you and I met in high school. So kind of how did that love for Disney evolve over time? Like, did, Was there ever a time where you fell, where it took a back burner, or has it kind of always been prevalent? Well, I honestly don't think I ever fell out of love with Disney. Um, because once I hit that middle school age, I actually became best friends with a girl whose family also loved Disney World. So... Every time we would travel together, whether it was my family or her family, you know, Disney was always in that mix, and honestly, I just think as I grew up, I loved it even more. Um, probably not for the same reasons I loved it as a kid, but, you know, it was safe enough so that our parents would give us that freedom. We could just kind of run around and do what we want. There were rides. There was good food. So, I feel like... It just kind of grew and grew and grew, and then now, you know, we love, we're Disney fanatics. And so I know something that we've learned by talking to other people, and especially on the podcast, but also just talking with other Disney fans, is that everybody experiences the parks in a different way. So, for example, something that was so glaringly different between how my family visited Disney World and how yours did is that y'all were rope drop to close people <laughs> every single day my family always takes an afternoon nap or an afternoon you know break to get out of the heat and then to regroup and go back at night was there anything else that when we went on our first trip together which i guess was my senior trip yeah i was still in high school what 
what else did you notice that are like different things of how we experience the parks? I don't know. I mean, that was definitely the biggest shock to me because I had never been, at least as far as I can remember, been on a Disney vacation where you would leave the parks at any point during the day. So that I found that pretty amusing, that first trip together. But I think your family is a lot more plan-oriented, you know, must map out every minute and have a game plan and dining reservations, and my family had always been just more go-with-the-flow, definitely not as organized, which is maybe why we have to spend all day in the park, because we just kind of bounce all over the place. There is absolutely no strategic plan. So I think between my go-go-go and then your planning, uh, that kind of mirrors how we do the parks today. And so, obviously, we found this common bond when we first met in high school, and it's grown immensely since then. But I have my opinions on it, but what is your opinion on kind of how, what role has Disney played in our first relationship and now into our marriage? Well, I think, like you said, you know, it was definitely something that we had in common But honestly, until we took that senior trip, I didn't even, it wasn't very obvious to me that you had any kind of interest in Disney World. Um, I guess in high school, it's just not something you talk about all that much. But I think once we kind of opened that door, there was just no shutting it. I think we had such a great time on that trip. We spent the whole week in Disney World together with your family, so I think... You know, just after going there together and seeing how fun it was, I think that was just something that we wanted to make kind of like a staple in our travels together. Yeah, and I think at that point in my life, and what I talked about in episode one, kind of introducing myself, is that was the time in my life where kind of, I still love Disney, but it wasn't like at the top of my mind. Um, and Which makes sense. Yeah, and definitely not something that I broadcasted out. And I think, like, uh, I, I can't remember any specific conversations, but I'm sure at that point I was telling my friends, like, oh, we're going to Orlando, but we're going to Universal and Islands of Adventure because I had this idea in my head that that was that for... That would be cooler. Yeah, that was yeah. for grown-ups. They had more <laughs> thrill rides. But then when we actually got there, it was Disney that really... That's where we had the most fun. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. That And now, what? how would you say our style is now together visiting parks? Honestly, I, I mean, I kind of said it earlier, but we definitely don't slow down. I feel like every time we go, we tell ourselves, like, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to smell the roses. We're going to walk at a normal pace. And then somehow we still end up, like, sprinting to the Frozen ride as soon as we can get into Epcot because we don't want to wait in a two-hour line. And I feel like it's just every time we go, because we don't get to go every month or something, you know, we go just a couple times a year, which is still a lot, but every time we go, there's always something new. So I feel like we still run around like crazy people in a way. I mean, try not to be too crazy, but we plan. You're still a planner, so that hasn't gone away. 
but we're definitely not leaving to take naps. We haven't reached that point yet. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I want to, and sometimes... But there's just no way. It's not happening. Yeah, sometimes those shady bench spots look like a good <laughs> spot to take a nap. But um, something I think it, it'll be interesting to see, and we'll have to check back in, and I know we're planning on doing kind of a a midweek or a mid-trip review when we're in Disneyland to kind of give our thoughts and our impressions comparing it to Disney World. But I don't, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are familiar with Tim Tracker and his videos. And Catherine and I related to something that he, um, when he and Jen went to Disneyland, they spoke about that everybody there was just at a much slower pace and they were still at an Orlando pace and like weaving in and out of people, <laughs> like leaving each other, like going up ahead, like waving their arms, like, hey, I'm up here. And I feel like we're definitely going to be well, we those. We are for sure going to be those people. Um, I'm not really sure how often you mention Tim Tracker, but for those of you listening, Tim Tracker is probably Brendan's idol. He loves him, so we talk about Tim Tracker a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've I've absolutely loved all of our guests so far, but I mean, I think <laughs> anybody has that one person, and for me, it's Tim Tracker. That if we could ever get them on the show. I might just release it. I might re-release it every week just to... Uh, to relive that moment. <laughs> to relive it. So enough about that. So now as adults, and we still have this love for Disney, and like you said, we're not able to visit as often as we would like to. How? What ways are you kind of incorporating Disney into your life to keep that magic alive? Well, um, I'm a teacher, so... When I play music in my classroom, I like to play Disney music, A, because it's kid-appropriate, but B, because it really does make me the happiest. I even call it my happy music, um, and all the kids kind of catch on to that. So I talk about it in that way. Um, you know, we have a whole Disney room, a Disney office in our house dedicated to all of our favorite things, everything that we collect from the park or things that we've had growing up and now we're just kind of adding to that but then you know pet names we have Minnie and Louie named after Disney um my sister works in Disney World so every time we talk to her she tells us something new so I guess there's a lot of different ways yeah I think it's interesting because everybody kind of consumes Disney content in different ways where I'm very much reading blogs and watching a lot of YouTube videos and everything like that. Whereas you don't like to watch YouTube videos because you don't want to spoil anything. You want to experience yes. everything. No spoiler alerts. And I think you probably connect with it the most via Instagram. Would you say that's like seeing pictures of the park, seeing different people experience them? Yeah, I definitely follow a lot of different um, stores you know, small Disney shops that I enjoy their things. So because they're always in the parks, I get to see all their pictures and kind of what's going on that way. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the most that I do on social media. And so I know also you've had students throughout the years who also share love for Disney. How has kind of that played a role in your teaching I mean, like, do you find yourself chatting about Disney with any of your students who have that same passion? Or Sometimes. I mean, when it's right around a break, so it's about to be fall break for us, whoop, whoop, 
um, you know, we always kind of talk about what are you doing over fall break and what are your plans. And sometimes they'll come back to school with different t-shirts or run Disney events. So I definitely do talk about that with them. So for some kids, it definitely plays a role. You know, of course, there's other kids who have never been to Disney World or might not ever go to Disney World or just don't care because I teach middle school. So Disney's not cool anymore. But, you know, there's that. So there's two more things I want to cover, and then we'll jump into the lightning round so that you guys can get to know Catherine a little bit better. Um, disclaimer, I she's known these lightning round questions since I created them like a month ago. But it's still a struggle. It doesn't make it any easier. So we'll see if, if she's able to define <laughs> what her favorites are. But So something that, I don't know, maybe some of the listeners are sick of hearing about it, but... I've mentioned to so many different people because so many people can relate to it that it's either happened to them or, or you know, it's a special Disney memory. So our Disney engagement. So I told the story from my point of view. And if you haven't heard that, then you can go back and listen to episode one where I told and that was my favorite Disney memory. So, and I think it would be worthwhile to hear it from your point of view and specifically... Like, I went through all this planning process. What was the moment that you knew that it was happening? Because I'm sure it was way before I... Yeah, before you thought. (laughs) So, okay, I'm not... I'm going to try to not mess this up because I'm honestly a bad storyteller. But Brendan's parents were going down to Disney World. And, of course, we were in college, but we loved to go to Disney World, you know, that door had opened at this point. So we were super jealous. I mean, to say that we were jealous would be an understatement because it was our summer break still. So we had nothing going on at the time. So, you know, they go down, they bought, they joined DVC. I don't know what the correct term would be, but they joined DVC and, you know, miraculously, they had this free trip for us. But I was so excited that I didn't really question it until I think it was the night before we were leaving and I was packing and I was just kind of, I guess, hopeful that that's why we were going down or that it would happen because we had gone down once earlier that summer and of course I was hopeful and it didn't happen. So the second time I was like, well, maybe this is it. This has got to be it. So I just kind of remember thinking it maybe while I was packing but then I didn't think much of it after that. So we flew down. Um, you had just gotten a GoPro. So we were using it an awful lot. It was kind of like our new toy. So um, I don't know. I guess that day, that morning, you had already told me that you wanted to dress up. You know, um, we had breakfast plans and we knew that the park would be empty. So, you know, you told me wear your dress. It'll be a good opportunity. And. A, I probably should have known then, but again, his story seemed believable enough, so I just put on the dress and went with it, but I think we were on the bus, and we were going there, and he was honestly cool as a cucumber. I don't know how you kept it together, because I can read you like a book. He's like smiling on the outside, like terrified on the outside. (laughs) But you're pretty cool going over there. So I didn't think too much. Of course, in my head, all the thoughts are running through, you know, is this going to happen? Do I look okay? Or, you know, is the weather just random everything you could ever think of? Because 
you know, it's kind of building up to that moment. But then I think going through the security line, um, Brendan kind of shuffled me forward. Like, he kind of pushed me through ahead of him. And I think that's kind of when I thought it might happen just because we typically try to stick together. I mean, I know he mentioned earlier that we kind of run through the parks like crazy people. But at that point, you know, we really tried to stick together. So when he kind of shuffled me through, I was thinking this might be it. But I guess I knew, knew when we were standing in front of the castle and he started messing with his GoPro trying to (laughs) situate it on the ground. And it wasn't the most seamless of transitions because then um, his ring box that he put my engagement ring in was actually in the shape of the castle. And, you know, it was rather large. It was definitely not something that he could have fit in his pocket. So he's playing with his GoPro on the ground. He's digging out the ring box from his backpack. But I was still just as surprised and speechless. And the photo pass person was there to take all of our pictures. So... It was good memories. That's fun. I don't remember, like, (laughs) pushing you through the security line at all. It wasn't, like, overly pushy, but it was just kind of like, okay, you're good, like, you know, whatever, because he had a big backpack, because, of course, he had his GoPro and all this stuff, and I think... There was something with a selfie stick at that time. That was that was yeah. when they took everyone's selfie sticks. And it was not a selfie stick. But it, it was, was it was for the GoPro, but it looked like a selfie stick. Yeah, and they did not the security did not want to hear it. They took it. Yeah, they took it. So I mean that was part of it too. So you kind of got, I guess, hung up in all that, but you also kind of shuffled me through. Which I, was funny. I think the moment that I think that I always remember that like I could see that you had figured it out was all morning. I had told you we were going to eat breakfast at crystal palace. Uh-huh. And because I knew if I said we we're going to Cinderella's Royal table, that would be a dead giveaway. Sirens, yeah. Because we normally <laughs> ate at crystal palace. We'd eaten there. We'd eaten there for my senior trip. And mm-hmm. that was a place that we liked eating breakfast at. So I thought that would it be was definitely your family place. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we had this advanced dining reservation, we had to tell the ticket takers why yes, we needed early why, ac- we, there. why <laughs> we needed early access to the parks. And they said, "Where's your reservation?" I tried to like mumble it, <laughs> and of course, they probably didn't understand you. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that's what I always remember as like the yeah the moment the defining moment. Well, that's interesting. I think our our memories aren't too far off. No, I don't think no. I think. I, one of the biggest panic moments for me was when I was, I would put the GoPro on the ground and I had my back to you and I was trying to dig the ring box out and I was trying to like whisper to the photo pass mm-hmm. cast member, like, I'm about to propose. And she's like, what? Said, I'm about to propose. <laughs> See, I didn't catch that. I think I was just kind of like looking around. Cause at that point it was like, this is happening. This is it. You yeah. know, this is the moment. Yeah. And we got the stereotypical which i feel like it happens to everybody who gets engaged in front of cinderella's castle everybody starts cheering around yeah. and yeah. you know congratulations which and, adds to the excitement you yeah. know we ate it up yeah <laughs> and i wish we would have talked to that photo pass well remember we actually ran into her later that day 
Do you remember that? Because we got the buttons and we wanted yes. the pictures with the buttons. I do remember But we that. ran into her just luck, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we actually did run into her later that day. So I think, and I think she told us she had captured more engagements that day too. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think she said she had one like shortly after us. Which is funny. So got that out of the way. I think that's a good story and it's good to hear your perspective on it because I think a lot of people do relate with that. We've had other guests on the show who've had similar experiences and talked to Disney brides and Yeah. I I don't know, but it seems like that's a lot of Disney girls fans' dreams. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely. If we, if I could have been a Disney bride, if our budget was there, you know, we definitely would have made that happen. But you know, the proposal was the next best thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so the other thing is that this is—I'm certain that our listeners are probably sick of hearing about is me talking <laughs> about this Disneyland trip. They're probably waiting for mid-October to pass by so we, we can move on to something else. Then we'll start talking about our next Walt Disney World trip. But anyway, kind of I've I have my own expectations for this Disneyland trip. Without filling your head with anything, kind of what are your expectations? Like what are you looking forward to? You know, what's the reason why you agreed to spend this money to fly across the country to go there? Honestly, I guess the biggest part there is multiple factors and all this but the biggest part is just it's something new I think we love Disney so much and we are so used to Walt Disney World even though there's always something different I mean we could walk through some of those parks blindfolded you know even the queues you know we could probably walk through some of those blindfolded because we just love it so much but I have never been to Disneyland so just knowing that it's something new is super exciting to me. I've really never even been to California. The only time I had been to California is in the awful LA airport. So I'd like to make some better California memories. So I think just the newness of it I'm excited for. But, you know, because I do kind of follow some of these little stores on Instagram, they always post about the food. So I'm excited for some new rides, but I'm honestly really excited for the food. Like all the Pixar, Pier food, I'm pretty excited about that. Churros, I've never been a big churro fan, but apparently those are huge, so I'm excited for that. Um, So yeah, food mostly. Yeah, it's interesting because we actually made like a food matrix, like spreadsheet. Oh, it's a, it's a straight-up spreadsheet. Again, Brendan, very organized. He's our planner of the Wright family. And now my family and his family, too, all go to him for advice. So he has a spreadsheet, a snack spreadsheet, to make sure that we get to eat absolutely everything that we want. Well, but the issue is, is that we made that. We wanted to plan so badly that we did that over the summer before the Halloween, like... Oh, all the Halloween food. Was released. So we have to like... So now we need to edit our snack spreadsheet. So we'll have to give you an update on that. Yeah. If anybody wants it, I can share it with you (laughs) as well. Just email me. There's good stuff on there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we planned it out. So hopefully we can hit everything that we want to. So I think we covered some good topics. Uh, Before this episode goes too long, we'll jump into our lightning round. So what we... 
do with every guest. You're familiar with it, so I'm just going to throw out these Disney topics. You kind of share your first thoughts about them. Okay. Um, and we, we'll just have any follow-up questions that, that make sense. So, first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you visited. So, all four in Orlando. Um, I don't know if I have to actually list them, but all four in Orlando. I have been on two Disney cruises, if that counts, and then Alani in Hawaii. Have you been, You've. I know you've been to Typhoon Lagoon. Have you been to Blizzard Beach? I have, yeah. I went to Blizzard Beach in middle school. Okay. And which one is your favorite and why? My favorite park? Yeah. Um, I would say, oh, it's a toss. This is hard. See, I knew the questions, but now I feel like I'm overthinking it. I love Magic Kingdom the most, probably just because it's the original, but growing up, Animal Kingdom was always my favorite. Just the animals. I'm an animal lover, and I, for the longest time, probably until middle school, I thought the Tree of Life was real. So, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, the Tree of Life is not real. I think I cried when I, when I found out that it wasn't. Well, it might be a good time to do a disclaimer. You're not a science teacher, so that's good. <laughs> That has nothing to Disney is its own bubble. Yeah, its own bubble, its own magical place. Okay. Perfect. So, <laughs> next question would be a Disney bucket list trip. Okay, so my ultimate bucket list trip is Greece and Italy. And I've looked up the, um, what are they called? Adventures by Disney. Um, itineraries for both of those places, and they both look amazing. So if I could do just one big Adventure by Disney trip to Greece and Italy, I'd probably be the happiest person ever. I do teach ancient history, so I'd love to see the Parthenon and all those places. And if you had to pick one international park to visit, which one do you think it would be? I would probably say, I hate I hate to admit this because I'll never hear the end of it, honestly, but Shanghai does look pretty cool. See, I've moved on from Shanghai. Now I'm on Tokyo. Tokyo, oh, like, okay. well, I on the prize, that is where we have to go now. As we're going to wait for the, <laughs> we're going to wait for the 2020 Tokyo expansion to to really complain. make up our mind. And then we're going to go. Okay. I mean, anywhere with a specially themed Peter Pan area, just take my money. <laughs> Disney takes enough of our money. <laughs> All right. So next one is your favorite Disney resort. So I haven't stayed at all the resorts, but so far my favorite would have to be the Polynesian. We stayed there for the first time, I guess, two years ago when we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party, and I had never stayed in one of those three original resorts, and the convenience, I mean, I'm a monorail lover. I love the monorail. <laughs> I used to think, again, I'm a very naive child. I used to think the monorail was the only way to get to Magic Kingdom. I literally did not know that you could take a bus there. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fight that Brendan won. Not I a mean fight, but... <laughs> a very heated argument that Brendan won once. I remember, like, 
you tell me that, that we were at the pop century, I think, and you're like, oh, so we have to go to the TTC before yeah. we go <laughs> to Magic Kingdom. I was like, no, they'll, t- they'll drive us straight there. And, yeah. and I argued with him that, no, it was on an island, you know, Magic Island. <laughs> you had to take the monorail. So, any, anyway, I love the Polynesian. I love the theming. Of course, it smells just dreamy there. Again, Disney magic. Um, and very convenient, so I loved it. Something that we haven't asked somebody else, but I'm going to ask you, because we talk about this so often, and especially with our DVC points, where's like, where's the place that we haven't stayed yet that you want to stay at in the future? Probably the boardwalk. So again, big food lover. That ice cream place that they have there, we ate ice cream there once. Ample Hills. And I loved it. So if I could just have that every night when we got home from the parks, that would be a dream. So next question is your favorite ride or attraction? Ooh, such hard questions. I'm going to go with Space Mountain. I love riding in the dark. I'm a big fan of not being able to see the turn. So even when I can see, I try to not close my eyes, but just not look. I make the conscious choice to not look. Because it's it's more fun when you can't see. So I'm a Space Mountain fan. Front row or back row? Like it's front seat or back seat, not row. Uh, I'm going to go front seat. I like the front seat. I agree, because there you really don't have a choice. I mean, you can make a conscious decision and not look at the tracks. Yeah. When you're in the back, you can see like people's heads yes. t- turning mm-hmm. beforehand. I'm a front seat fan. I'm so, again, I'm sure people are sick, sick of hearing about this, but I'm so curious on how different it's going to feel with the side-by-side seats in Disneyland. Oh, yeah. I, that'll be weird. I haven't really thought about that. Because, you know, I don't like to look at the rides and things ahead of time. So I try not to think about that. Live in the moment. We'll have to write that down and make sure that it's something that we... Talk about. Talk about in our trip report. So next question, is your favorite snack or a go-to snack? So I'm going to have to go with just the classic Mickey bar. I feel like I can't go anywhere without getting one at Olani I think that was the first thing that we bought when our plane landed had to eat a Mickey bar when we're in Disney World I eat multiple Mickey bars which isn't necessarily something you should maybe admit but big Mickey bar fan I'm curious if you have an answer to this do you have a because we've had some memorable Mickey bars (laughs) Like, we've taken pictures of a lot of times that we're eating a Mickey bar. Do you have a oh, yeah. favorite, like, one instance that we got a Mickey bar? Um, I don't know. I mean, Alani definitely stands out. When we got engaged, we did, you know, we were trying to be cute and Instagram worthy. We did take some pictures with some Mickey bars then. Um, so that was pretty memorable. I don't know. I mean, you always remember... The ones that like fall apart and fall all over you and fall on the ground. So there's that too. Yeah. The two that were standing out to me were the in Elani mm-hmm. sitting right on that deck outside the front lobby. Yes. And then at in, sunset. At beautiful. sunset. Mm-hmm. We were so tired. Dead tired. 
because we had taken the the flights. But and then the other one was the other one that you mentioned was the ones in Hollywood Studios where we tried to mm-hmm. take those cool pictures. I mean, they turned out pretty well, if I have to say so myself. <laughs> All right, so next question is your favorite Disney restaurant. So the one that just kind of stands out right now because it changes all the time, I feel like. But I really enjoy bongos in Disney Springs. Um, I know that's kind of odd, and it's Cuban food, and I'm not super adventurous, so Cuban food is kind of out there for me. But it's honestly amazing. Like, if you've never tried Cuban food or if you are also like I'm not very adventurous I would try it because we've loved it my family loved it um your brother and sister-in-law loved it and they're both picky eaters Mm -hmm. so it's just really good really good flavor and it's fairly affordable too compared to a lot of the other places in Disney Springs Mm -hmm. and it was very easy to get a reservation we got a we got like a reservation for like 30 minutes in advance. Well, because it's kind of in the old part of Disney Springs. You know, it's not one of the new trendy, I guess, restaurants where everyone's trying to get into. So that also might make it a little easier, definitely, to get a reservation or to get in. But it was amazing. How does it... So we got hooked on Cuban food when we went to Key West. Mm-hmm. We found like the... Most amazing little hole in the wall that, like, our jet ski tour guides told us about. Never would have found it on Google. Mm -mm. And that's where we got hooked. How would you compare it to that? Like, I know it's not authentic, authentic Cuban food, but I feel like that was as close as you can possibly get in Key West. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not a Cuban food expert, so I can't, you know, be too precise, but... I mean, it seemed to taste pretty similar to me. I don't know. Again, I'm not an expert. I just thought it was delicious, but mm-hmm. it was good. So next would be your favorite Disney movie. So for this one, man, again, so hard. I'm probably going to go with Up. I do love Up, even though... It's probably the most rip-your-heart-out movie in the beginning. Definitely the saddest movie. But I do love the message we love up, just collectively. You and me both love up. Um, to To Brendan's disappointment, I love Frozen. I've watched Frozen so many times. Love it. Um, he prefers Moana, but that's another story. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I dislike Frozen, but it's like... If you're comparing Frozen and Moana, Moana is so much better. And the soundtrack See, is we better. Can't, we can't do this right now. Frozen, I... My... You asked me what my favorite Disney movies are. I'm going to go Frozen. Okay. It's up there. It's on the top. Of course, I'm a 90s baby, so I also love, like, The Lion King. Big Lion King fan. Yeah. If you had to pick a favorite, like, classic princess, who would that be? I've always been a Cinderella person. I'm a big Cinderella fan. My sister likes Belle, but I like Cinderella. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Oh, man, I hadn't really thought about this one. Um, 
I don't know. I'm like drawing a blank right now. I don't know. Anything frozen, really, I guess I like. You'd think I would be able to come up with one because I play them all the time in my class. Oh, oh, I remember the one I was thinking of. Mulan, let's get down to business. <laughs> I can't listen to that one um, or watch it, you know, on TV without dancing. That's honestly really embarrassing, but how can you not how can you not pretend to be Mulan when you listen to that? Yeah, so is it dancing or is it karate chopping? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I think it's both. All right. So next one is your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt or from any of the movies. So I guess I'm going to go with the Winnie the Pooh quote. It's something that me and my sister both kind of share. Um, so my favorite Disney quote is, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. I just think it's a good, kind of positive, uplifting quote. Um, you know, always believe in yourself, all those good things. Um, I also really like the Walt Disney quote. Um, what is it? Growing old is mandatory, growing up is optional. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, that's us. Mm -hmm. People might look at us and think we're grown-ups, but we are not. <laughs> that's true. So last one. Kind of a doozy, but your favorite Disney memory. And if you need to share a few, then that's okay. Because <laughs> I've shared a few for all these other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so favorite Disney memory, of course, getting engaged. I mean, I had always, ever since, you know, I kind of knew Brendan was the person I was going to marry. I had always put that little bug in his ear. Um, but something else I had always told him that he listened to and of course planned very meticulously for was that I wanted my family there but I didn't necessarily I don't know want them there all day like I wanted us to have our time together and like enjoy that moment and soak it up together before sharing it with our family and when we were there in Florida the same as the day we got engaged um, I knew of course that his parents were down there so we had dinner reservations with his parents um, to see them and meet them. And, you know, of course, I love his family. You know, obviously, they're my family, and I've known them since I was 15 years old. So we're riding the bus. We're going over to Boma to eat with them. And I just remember sitting on the bus thinking, like, man, I wish I was going to meet my family right now. Like, I wish they were here. Obviously so oblivious to the fact that they actually were there. Um, so my probably most just pure joy surprise ever, I mean, because I kind of saw the engagement coming, still, still way excited, totally excited. But um, just like mind-blowing favorite Disney memory moment um, was walking into the big doors if you've never been to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean, it's a huge place. The lobby is huge. Grand. Grand, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just massive. And I just remember walking in those doors, and I looked at Brendan, and then I looked in front of me, and my whole family was just sitting there in some of those couches. And I just remember, I mean, obviously, I'm a crier, so I just lost it. Um, but I was just so 
impressed and so thankful and just so happy that they were there um, to celebrate with us and to spend some time with them. So that was probably my best Disney memory. So good job for planning that one, Brendan. He really listened to all of my wants and wishes and he could kind of read my mind. So I was so thankful to have them there. So my whole family was there and then, you know, his brother and Becca were there too, which was an added surprise. So it was just one big celebration dinner. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention, and I hope that your sister listens to this, <laughs> to know that I've never had so much panic in my life when we got a text. I got a text on the way over there that she and your cousin had went to the wrong resort. <laughs> yes, they went to Wilderness Lodge <laughs> instead of Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, and I don't know how many people are familiar with like the geographic landscape <laughs> of Disney World, but those two, they are not near each other not at even all. Close. But again, I mean, he was cool as a cucumber. I mean, I never knew that anything was going on, that nothing was out of the ordinary. Like, we were just going to dinner. Totally cool. But, of course, it would be my sister and my cousin, who I love with my whole heart, that would have completely <laughs> messed that up. Because my sister, and we'll, we'll probably interview her. You'll get to know her because she's, she's a lot of fun. Um, but she is like a Disney expert self-proclaimed Disney expert. So, you know, she was probably very, very confident in her, you know, choice of Lodge. Well, I think your cousin even, like, questioned her when standing in line for the bus, like, are you sure it's Wilderness Lodge? But, uh, but yeah, but she was so confident that she was going to the right place, it never even crossed her mind, probably until they're standing there in the lobby without our parents. <laughs> <laughs> and then they realized, like, oh, snap, they are not here. So, luckily, because Disney is so amazing, they got them a driver to just speed them over. Because if they would have had to wait for the bus and all that, I mean, everyone knows you would not have made it. Because yeah. there's not a bus that will take you from one resort to the other. Mm -hmm. So, Disney worked their magic and got them there. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was almost bad. Because I was like, how am I going to stall? Yeah, you can't. You can't really stall once you're there. Because I was thinking, like, oh, I'll just take you out to the savannah and we'll, like, look at the animals for a while. Mm -hmm. But you have to walk through the lobby. Yeah, they would have had to, like, hide. Which, it's funny because they were obviously there all day. But Brendan told them, like, you cannot come to Magic Kingdom. Even though it's a huge place because our family, like I said, just kind of ping-pongs back and forth. We definitely would have ran into them, so... Mm -hmm. He gave them very explicit directions on what they could do and where they could go that day. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Well, and then we'll cut the story off after this because I'm sure it's going on too long. But Probably. whenever I got that text that your sister and cousin were headed in the wrong direction, I also texted my brother just to like make sure, did y'all make it to Animal Kingdom Lodge? Okay. And he said, oh, we're in line at the bus at Typhoon Lagoon. Like, just trying... Trying to push your buttons. Trying to push my buttons, and it did. Because <laughs> I just got the news that, like, your half of the family wasn't there, and my half of the family wasn't there. So, it all it worked, worked out. out. It, it worked out. It did. All right, so our last question, and I think it'll be interesting because you've kind of been able to firsthand see how 
this podcast has impacted me mm-hmm. as kind of my outlet. So if you have any piece of guidance to someone who has this love or this passion for Disney and they're looking for the right way to express it, whether it's a vlog or blog or um, podcast, Etsy shop, whatever, what would your piece of guidance to that person be? Um, well, because I do have kind of a supporting role in all this, I mean, I would just say to be encouraging to, you know, your people believe in yourself. So if you are just doing it on your own, you know, really believe in yourself and what you're doing, because I think something that we have just been so impressed by is the support of everyone in the community already. I mean, it's definitely not something where you have to know someone or um, already have an in. Everyone is just so, so friendly and so nice. So I think just kind of believe in yourself and take that first step and just trust that if it's something that you're passionate about, that someone else in the Disney community is probably also really passionate about or interested in. Um, Because a lot of things do kind of overlap. You know, people... Um, are all in, interested in so many distant, dis, oh, so many different aspects of Disney that there is like a niche for everyone. So just kind of believe in what you're doing and your idea, and I think it'll work out. And if you know it is like your family member, or your spouse, or a friend who wants to kind of jump into it, just be supportive and be encouraging. Um, and believe in them too. So I guess that's my best advice. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think from my perspective, I mean, getting the outside support of, you know, the people that we've interviewed and other people who have just been listening to the show and it's connected and resonated with them, obviously is very meaningful, but also being able to bounce ideas off you, being able to tell you about the interviews, be able to tell you, like, hey, this is a person I connected with. I'm going to be able to interview this person. And we get to research and, and be really engrossed in the in the whole process of it. And the support that you've offered to me has been really impactful because, as with anything, when you're first starting out, you know, your numbers aren't great. We don't have as many downloads, you know, as, as you would ever want. And I'm sure with any blog, you're not getting as many page hits or any Etsy shop you know, so on and so forth. But I think what you said is correct. If you believe in yourself and stay true to kind of what your passion is, that as long as you stay persistent with it, then that's when you can really carve out your own special thing. Yeah, and I think it shows, you know, when you have a genuine interest or um, if you have a real talent with doing something like designing shirts or hats or whatever it is, I mean, I think... Um, people, especially in the Disney community, just eat it up because we're always looking for something new to wear to the parks or something interesting or unique. So I think there's just so many outlets that there's really not, there's not like a cap on it. You know, there, there's always room for more. So just kind of believe in what you're doing and go for it. Yeah, I think that's great. So Like I said before, I wanted everybody to get an opportunity to learn more about Catherine. You're going to be hearing from her some more. Um, So you're going to participate in our trip report when we get back from Disneyland. We're also going to probably do some live videos and things while we're out there as well Mm -hmm. to connect with people. 
So just wanted to, you know, give you the opportunity to introduce yourself. So unfortunately, people will probably like you more than me, so they'll be asking for <laughs> for you to host the podcast. But yeah, so looking forward to incorporating you some more. Catherine actually writes a lot of our blogs at detourtoneverland.com. Mm-hmm. So if you like her stance on things, you wrote a really good piece on how we took Louie, our dog, to... The love of my life. To Walt Disney World. So but you look, that's the kind of pieces that you like to write, right? Like our experiences and how you can capitalize Yeah, just on. kind of um, how we do the parks and things that we just learned because especially as we have been planning for this Disneyland trip, we really have depended on other blogs or for you YouTube videos on tips and tricks and how people do things, especially because we're planners. So I think um, just any advice is always welcome for anyone, you know, what to pack, what to wear, um, how to plan for things. I think that's always good advice. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you coming on to the podcast for your very first time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be on quite a few more times, so I look forward to that. Um, and yeah, we'll stay tuned, and next time we'll chat, hopefully we'll be in Anaheim. In Disneyland. Yeah, so thank you everybody for listening, and thank you Catherine for chatting with me. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland! If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at DetourToNeverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast. DetourToNeverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.